0: Sisters Talk Brothers is a spoiler-filled podcast about the TV show Supernatural. Music credit goes to Hans Adam and their song in the creative commons called Paint the Sky. Driver picks the music, shotgun shuts his cake hole. On with the show. good, because we definitely missed a week.
1: Yeah, there's that.
0: Yeah. And usually we're good about, like, hey guys, it's gonna be a little late, or, hey, here's a little something-something to tide you over. And, no. no, None of that. Um, and I take the blame, mostly. Uh, one source of the issue was that Mine and Hannah's schedules just haven't been syncing up like they had been.
1: Yeah, we, it's been it's been difficult.
0: We both currently work for and with the elderly and man those people keep odd hours. They really do. Yeah, yeah. Uh and then it just so happened that like the days that I would be posting and everything were like all of my busiest days and I didn't get a break until yesterday and at that point I was like And I collapse. (laughs) I am le tired.
1: (laughs) So life happened. (laughs) So
0: life happened. And hopefully this will help us get on this week off. will help it get back on track. But I'm a little concerned because part of my stress manifested in getting addicted to some old comforts. So I like binge read all of Pride and Prejudice. Like, almost to the point that I couldn't focus on work because I was dying to, like, get back to my book. You know? A book that I have read five million times. Minimal. Uh, but then yesterday, a, a need, a craving hit me that I just haven't quite yet satiated after 48 hours. But I feel it's coming to an end. I feel I'm about to be satiated. But Hannah, I couldn't binge psych enough. Yeah? Yeah, and it was the first show that you and I truly Ever. binged together, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Psych is still one of my all-time favorites.
0: Oh my god, it's so, so good. And, like, of course I knew that. Like, I, I love the show. You and I, like, were fanatics for it Uh, way back when it was nearing its final... No? No. Yeah. Like, it was mid-season. Mm-hmm. Mid-series. I uh. recently
1: just downloaded all of it too.
0: Well, it's it's all on Amazon Prime, so I discovered this, and I was like letting it play while I fell asleep a couple times, cause you know I've seen all the episodes mm-hmm. more than once, so you know it's an old comfort. I'm gonna think about it, but I don't know this time around. It's like I'm watching it and I'm trying to predict what happens next in the episode, and I can't quite, and it just makes me feel good in my my heart region. You know? Yeah. And and while watching it obsessively these last 24 hours, like losing sleep watching it because I just can't stop, Uh, I remembered how much you and I were like, Psych and Supernatural have so much in common that it's not even funny. <laughs> yeah. So... I've watched maybe in the last twenty four hours like a season and a half ish, maybe maybe yes. closer to two seasons. It's it's been it's been a mighty binge. Uh, but in that time alone, I have seen at least five, six actors that are on both shows. Nice, and like have important roles on both shows, like. Um, I can't remember his name right now, but the the writer of God, the asshole in like the later seasons, he's like, I'm gonna write the me, Sorry, Metatron. Yes, Metatron. He was a security guard, um, at the old folks' home where Sean's dad Henry goes undercover.
1: Oh my God! Yes, he was.
0: Yes. Um, the actor who plays Benny Lafitte, he was the firefighter in that episode. Uh, I just watched. It, so, the title it's like. Earth, wind, and wait for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he was like a really grouchy firefighter in that episode. And then, uh, do you remember the episode where, oh, I remember the title of this too, If You're So Smart, Then Why Are You Dead? Uh, where Sean and Gus go to the really smart kid school where Gus was supposed to have been admitted and his parents didn't let him go and he finds that out he's so pissed. And yeah. Anyways, and it turns out that the bad guy, spoilers we haven't watched it yet, is this older dude who's masquerading as a younger person. Yeah. That younger person is the kid from Hell House who's a music store worker. And my factoid for that episode was that teenager is actually older than Jensen Ackles.
1: Wow. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, And then there were a couple in this episode that I will point out when we get to them in the episode. And then I've even gotten, Hannah, can you believe that Woody doesn't come along until, like, season, end of season three or season four?
1: No, I wouldn't have thought that.
0: I know, I would have thought that he, Woody being the, uh, the morgue Corner. guy. Thank you, coroner, nice word. Uh, better known in Supernatural uh, as Morticia. Zachariah. Mortician. Yes,
1: Zachariah.
0: Yes, I remember, like, you and I had whiplash watching those episodes because we were, like, but wait <laughs> You're Woody And the th- and the thing and the thing was is that like psych and supernatural were on at the same time. So
1: These actors just hap hopping back and forth.
0: Yeah, and you would be we would be watching both shows going back and forth and be like, wait, you were so evil here and you're so kooky here. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. So that that is what I have um, been doing with my two days off, I apologize. I know that there are better ways to spend my time. But sometimes the heart and soul Sometimes just, you
1: just gotta binge watch your favorite shows.
0: Sometimes you just gotta binge watch your favorite shows. And, you know, just stare at the laundry in the corner and say maybe it will fold itself if I wish hard enough.
1: <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Maybe.
0: Um. So I totally, like, surprise you with that intro, it was just that I have literally been doing nothing but psych, sleeping, and like eating and drinking for the last two days. And so it came time to think of what should we talk about?
1: (laughs) Let's talk about what I've been doing the last two days. I've been watching Psych. Just wanted to share that with you guys.
0: But it has to do with Supernatural. It does have to
1: do with Supernatural, and I love you for that. And I love Psych. It's a great show. I, I fault you not.
0: Mm. Alright, quick best episode of Psyche. I
1: really liked the episode, there was a two part, I think, with the yin yang. I oh. really liked those. Oh, with the lady from breakfast club? Best. The one where he saves Julia when she's tied to that chair.
0: Oh. I, that,
1: that episode.
0: So good. When it comes to like the serial uh, criminals, the the French artist guy that's played by the Princess Bride, do Carrie Elwes. Yes, he's my favorite.
1: Yeah. Can we can we gush about Supernatural now? I,
0: okay, I was thinking though that maybe at some point we should do like a little side series of Psych, a Psych side series. But the, I think the best episode is the one where Sean is kidnapped in the trunk of the car, and oh yeah. Yeah. That's a great episode. Alright, okay. Psych sploosh over, I guess. Let's get back to a far more serious show.
1: (laughs) Some most of the time. Sometimes.
0: Just like we are, I guess a serious show that sometimes has comedic moments, mostly on my part. (laughs) <laughs> because you don't know how to take a joke,
1: <laughs> I don't, I don't, and i I take this show so seriously, I cry over it.
0: <laughs> I don't think I've cried once over Spinin,
1: ah, uh, I have not yeah. not like I did when I had my total breakdown over it, but I, I've teared up it makes me tear up occasionally. It's a good show,
0: <sighs> oh Dematiia. <laughs> Alright, well, that is still like five years away from us, so (laughs) let's get into Season 2, Episode 10, Hunted. You're not going to yell at me to hit you with that recap?
1: Hit me with that recap.
0: So again, we have like the whole the hunting business, the saving things, blah blah blah. blah. Season one shots, blah. and
1: then well, we had we had baby ghost hands and the striga,
0: and the striga. <laughs> <laughs> it, no, it was a, a strigu, right? Strigu. Yes, that was a strig with a penis.
1: Oh God, Kendall. <laughs>
0: And then we get all the scenes of, like, Sam angsting about his psychic powers and how Marvel Eyes has a plan and Sean has a secret and everything. And, and, and you know what I thought this whole time of this recap? All what? this recap does for us is uh, put paint in broad strokes the fact that John and Dean are bald-faced liars. Ain't they both of them? And then... yeah, And then <sighs> Sam was like, uh, we could all be killers. We're, we're pushed to it. And oh, yeah, obviously Dean is already a murderer of humans a couple times over at least. Mm-hmm. I mean there's, I mean we won't, We can't put Meg directly at his feet but she's like a halfsies. And then there was yeah. the human that Meg's brother was inhabiting. Forgettable and then, demon number one. Yeah, yeah. And then there was at Least the two people that were just infected that they, yeah, and okay, yes, they were infected, but they weren't quite monsters yet. And even if they were monsters, he didn't know that he just saw people coming at him with a gun or a knife. I'm just saying that Dean is basically,
1: I'm just saying, I'm just saying,
0: he's basically already a killer. And Sam's sitting there over there, sitting over there, going, Oh my god, what if I'm an evil murderer? And and like Dean's right there. Last episode, Sam was like, "I don't know if I could trust you to not just kill a person." Like, <sighs> shit, Sam, why are you aching about yourself when your brother is right there, like being a homicidal maniac? <laughs> Dean was the homo and homicidal. <laughs> I
1: was getting I was getting ready to defend
0: him, but you just derailed me. <sighs> So here, that's our recap The recap is that Dean puts the homo and homicidal Let's continue on to the rest of the
1: episode (laughs) A man named Scott Carey is getting therapy He talks about getting migraines a year ago Followed by the ability to electrocute things whenever he wants White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane plays As he says he tried it on the neighbor's cat And it fried Ugh
0: Love this song so fucking much. Yes, this is a beautiful, amazing song. God, like I really think that the music of Supernatural is what made Supernatural so magic for me. Like, it de- Oh, absolutely. It defines, and for a lot of
1: people. Yeah, it defines uh, Supernatural. This song for me. is perfectly placed here because if you'd never seen this show before, you'd think this guy was crazy. You'd be like, mm-hmm. uh huh, you, you fried your neighbor's cat. Mm-hmm. Loony bin sure is well, Insights
0: Insides were <laughs> hamburger meat, huh? Okay.
1: He doesn't think the doctor believes him, so he offers to shake his hand. But the doctor diverts this by asking why Scott wanted to hurt the cat. But Scott says that the marble eyed man told him to. That Marble Eyes has plans for him.
0: I really love that this cat kid was so ready to cat kid m- murder just to prove a point. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, you I'll don't believe you. me? Here you go. I'll show you." Oh, and by the way, this uh, therapist guy
1: here—yeah, uh, Doctor George Waxler.
0: Yeah, he was in Psych. He played... He's played
1: by Bill Mondy.
0: Yeah, and um, in the Daredevil episode, where somebody is sabotaging uh, Dutch the Clutch, his yeah. ex, uh, he plays the guy's manager that they suspect for, like, half a minute. Okay. Yeah. So, um, another psych actor, just wanted to point it out.
1: <laughs> uh, Scott Carey is played by Richard de Klerk, who comes back in season 10 as Kit Verne, possessed by the conworm. Conworm? I would not have recognized him.
0: Wait, there's no a con worm episode in season ten.
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, Eve's babies, a- Eve's monster babies. Man, I need Blue to go bus. back and
0: rewatch season. We'll get, there. <laughs> we'll get we, there. We'll get there in like four to ten years.
1: <laughs> then we see Scott walking to his car when he's approached and attacked from behind by someone with a knife, and Scott gets stabbed to death.
0: Now, yeah, obviously here is when I, knowing that Mr. Gordon Ramsay is going to be in this episode, should have pieced together that this was Gordon killing this kid. I but don't know,
1: because Gordon wasn't wearing his hunting hat, probably yeah, I, because there weren't any trees.
0: Yeah, I didn't recognize him with the hunting hat, and so it was just like, this poor kid's getting killed out of nowhere. Like, he was trying to fight Marble Eyes, and he just gets killed, and... I mean, granted, the song he gets killed to is very beautiful, and if anybody ever wants yes. to murder me, just please play White Rabbit while you're killing me, and it would be <laughs> the perfect way to go. But it was just such a shame that this kid, you could tell by his very Tom Hiddleston, Loki want-to-be appearance that he was tortured. And yes.
1: You could tell he was not getting sleep.
0: Yeah, and I just wanted him to, you know, live.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it's kind of of a shame when people get killed before their time, because some asshole decides that you might be evil, so I'm just going to kill you, because reasons. Yeah. Well, at the riverbed, we're back where we left off last time, the boys decided to stop for a scenic beer, which, really, I need to do that. Next time my wife and I go on a road trip somewhere, I'd be like, alright, we're packing a six-pack, and we're going to stop- We're having
1: a scenic beer.
0: We're going to stop three times- in the day, and have one beer each and enjoy the scene. (laughs) And that way we're still legal. (laughs) Maybe I'll need a nap, but we're legal. (laughs) But the mood is a little more wah, wah, wah. It's so
1: gloomy.
0: We finally get the big secret. He's been told to save his brother Sam, and Sam's like, yeah, and? Dad always told you to take care of me. Nothing new, bro. And then Dean lays the whammy. He says, but if I can't take care of you, then I have to kill you. Like I killed those people yesterday. (sighs) And I love that Sam's first answer, or first response, is... What does that even mean you'll have to kill me? And I like, it's pretty obvious, Sam. He means you need to die. (laughs) You will find your death at your brother's hands, is what your dad was trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then his second response is to start chugging that beer like crazy,
1: Sam angrily sipping his beer. I mean, I get Sam's anger because he was right. The demon is pushing them to the dark side, wanting them to go bad. And Dean knew this whole time for months now. And who knows how long John knew. Like, totally get him being so mad.
0: Yeah. Really wish they could angrily
1: sipping his beer
0: with the show. Just angrily, like, I'm going to chug this as fast Um, as I can in tiny little sips. Late November, early December. So over a year, because everyone in this episode says it's been over a little over a year ago. So it's been a little over a year since Dean showed up to pick Sam up from school, because mm-hmm. Sam said he was having visions of Jess's death for weeks before her death. So like maybe a couple weeks.
1: Yeah, and it was uh, Halloween that Dean was him
0: Halloween. up. And it was Halloween. All right. Mm-hmm. So we got this. We can say that Sam was having visions beginning of about this time, a couple weeks from now, fifteen years ago. Sam started. Oh man, we should have a celebration every year on October first. Everyone should get together and have a toast. Like this is when Sam had the vision of Jess's death and did fuck all about it.
1: Oh God, Jess.
0: Jess. Greatest tragedy of this fucking show. (laughs) Anyways, so Sam, very rightly, is like, hey, it's my life, you should keep secrets about me and my life from me. And Dean's like, get it, it's cool, it was our father's dying wish, but whatever, yeah, I should have ignored that. Uh, And Dean wants to get away from it all. Uh, He's like, everything is really weird, None of this is coming from a good source. Like this is all coming from a very bad place. You know, these magical powers aren't a gift from God, they're a gift from like the devil's literal cousin. So maybe we should stay away from that right now. And, you know, go have a vacay. And Sam is like, I'm just gonna chug my beer here and say nothing. Like, I
1: don't really know how low Dean expects them to go. Right now, they have the lowest profile they will have at any point going forward. It's gotta be a whole new low
0: for us. True, but Dean is on the FBI radar right now. And they're about to go to prison willfully in a couple episodes. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Um, Also, at this point, Dean says it's also weird that Sam is immune to the demon virus. And I just wanted to you don't know that because all of the samples suddenly cleared up too and none of the people ever came back so you don't really know what happened in that case so you can't really claim that Sam is immune I'm still angry about (laughs) Croatoan I mean it it
1: can be assumed that he's immune no they don't have all the information but it can be assumed
0: but if he's immune then why does drinking demon blood work for him later I don't know we will get to it in season 3 okay also I'm pretty sure Sam is wearing Paisley, and it works for him. It does. Anyway, so Dean is just like, hey, like, like Hannah said, let's just lay low. Hannah has great ideas. Let's listen to her. <laughs> and I'm begging you, like our father begged me on his deathbed, can we please just take some time? And Sam chugs his beer in agreement, I guess. But we all know that independent Sam can't do what other people wish. He has to make his own choices. So in the middle of rainy night at whatever motel they're at, Sam sneaks out. (sighs) And here's where I have... Oh, Sammy, boy, let's just talk about your character growth. (laughs) Mm Because one, he saw the Impala. And I was like, no, he's going to take the Impala away from Dean. That's so mean. But then, no, he doesn't take the Impala, which would have been within his rights to take. Oh Th- yeah. Then he goes and he steals a fucking car. Mr. What? Moral
1: High Ground out I here know. stealing a car.
0: I, I see you, know. Sam. I see you. I mean maybe he is going evil, Hannah. We don't know. I mean he just stole a car. That's something he would have given shit to his brother to not but I mean, a year uh, ago. All day,
1: all day. I can't believe he stole a car, Dean.
0: God, you're using this big critical goods. Good good, Dean. Such an immoral person. You have to save all the people. cat I just wanted to point that out. Sam's becoming... He's hes getting off his high horse a little bit.
1: <laughs> yeah. We see Sam walking around outside of a down looking house, holding a paper with an address on it. He sneaks around, peeking in the front, then going around back, picking the lock and sneaking in. Everything seems empty and quiet, But just then, he steps into a tripwire. Boom! Setting off an explosion. He screams, then some blood splatters on the camera lens, and last we see is his smoking shoe.
0: Oh shit, Sam just died.
1: But wait! (gasps) We get pulled out of a vision. It's not Sam's, though. It's a lady. Ava Wilson, played by Catherine Isabel. She wakes next to her fiancé, Brady. He stirs, but she tells him to go back to sleep. She doesn't, though, as we see her just wide-eyed, laying down. How
0: the fuck did he get a name? He has no role, no lines, his greatest moment in this scene. He spends the whole episode in bed. How does he get a name?
1: You know, I I really don't know. I have thought about it since I took notes, and I don't know where his name even came from.
0: We have entire episodes where a woman's name is not uttered a once. (laughs) And this card gets a name. Uh, also, by the way, Ava yeah. is also in psych. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she plays a model in an episode I just watched. I don't know the name of this one. But uh, where the lead designer guy uh, dies via electrocution. And she was all sad because she was having an affair with him. And the whole time I was like, you look really familiar but, like, a quick little, like, Amazon Prime IMDb scroll it showed anything until I was watching this episode. And I was like, wait, you look really familiar. <laughs> I have seen you in the last 24 hours. <laughs> and, and apparently, if I continue my binge, I will also see her in a later season. In one of the Yin Yang episodes, actually.
1: Oh,
0: nice. Yeah. But since we have just been so wonderfully... Pulled out of this scene that is a dream. Let's get into name. Name. That. That. Monster. Monster. Ah. Ah. So, Hannah. So, Kindle. Why don't we for this episode go with psychic visions or clairvoyance? All right. And I'm not going to lie. I don't see why not?
1: I wasn't sure what this monster was going to be, so...
0: Yeah, there's no... We already covered Gordon, and there's not much else going on that's, you know, monstery. And I'm not going to lie, I didn't see the irony of this coinciding with my psych binge until way too late. (laughs) Like, this is just going to be our psych episode. (laughs) So, clairvoyance. Claire meaning clear, and volumes, meaning sight, meaning you are able to see clearly through paranormal means what has happened, i.e. retrocognition, is happening, remote viewing, or will happen, which is... Precognition. There you go. Yeah? You're so... Yeah. Oh, yay. <laughs> So now, clairvoyance, dream visions, prophecies—they all date back to like forever. I mean, we've got Cassandra of Troy having visions that I never believed, and Jesus predicting his own death. And although I could be a little wrong in my timeline here, but Wikipedia told me that in the Judaic tradition, it's believed that humans uh, never again gained the power of prophecy after the first temple in Jerusalem was destroyed. So maybe they didn't believe that Jesus was a prophet. Unless mm-hmm. Jesus, unless Jesus was alive before the whole temple thing. Anywho, uh, there was this Jewish philosophist, Maimonides. Maimonides! My Maimonides. Yeah. <laughs> he describes the 12 stages of, or the 12 levels of prophecy in his work, The Guide for the Perplexed. <laughs> which I like it. I love it, yeah. Which basically takes retrocognition, remote viewing, and precognition down into, like, very narrow and defined care- categories. So I guess that even if they didn't believe in prophecy anymore, they still couldn't resist the human urge to find a little box for everything to fit into. Yeah. Well, that's all long ago, Hannah. What about these days, right? Right. Now, the Clairvoyance center of Hawaii feels that everybody has the ability to tap into their psychic powers and energy, But not everyone is so welcoming and generous. So I went to psychics number four today to get the real scoop on the eight signs you are psychic. Oh, do tell. Yeah, so we're going to quickly figure out, is Sam really psychic? Sign number one, colors, lights, or orbs flash in your vision. It's orbing like crazy in here. Thank you, that was exactly what I thought. Maybe when he said it was orbiting like crazy, he was using his psychic perception. (laughs) Sign number two, daydreaming easily. He was having visions during the day. He was. I also just feel like in general, daydreaming is a good skill for both the Winchesters because you can't handle long road trips without a good imagination, right? Right. Right. Sign number three, you're a great puzzle solver. Hannah. Oh he is. Hannah, it's not Stanford. It's clairvoyance. We <laughs> said so early on that his mad skills with Stanford were because of the Demon Blood. Yes. Man, if it weren't for the it Demon was Blood the whole time. Yeah. If it weren't for the Demon Blood, he would have gone to the University of Kansas. Not to tell <laughs> about the University of Kansas, but it's not Ivy League, I don't think. All right, sign number four. Your sense of direction is on point. Now, we have seen more than once that Sam is the one in charge of the map and directions in the car. Yes,
1: yes he always has the map.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he's got the new VZ Navigator to help, but... <laughs> sign number five. You'll like this one, because... This is such a rare thing to find in people, and I think it applies to Sam. Sign number five. You appreciate the beauty in life.
1: Oh, He
0: does. Too perfect for this world. Okay. Just clip
1: that, please.
0: No, I'm not going to go find that and clip it. Yours is enough. Okay. But, but yes, Sam, when he's not on a raging warpath of revenge, is happy to sit back and enjoy the quiet moments. Just... I don't want to explain my joke to you, Hannah, but okay, fine. Sign number six. (laughs) You can plan and envision things in your head. Now, I don't know about you, but I've never seen Sam write down any of his plans. No. No. All right. Sign number seven. You have a vivid imagination. So, Mm -hmm. like, refer back to point number two, the daydreams. But also, his creative skills have already been proven, right? I mean, remember how well he painted Purple Man? Yes. Yeah. Alright, and sign number eight. I don't think this one quite applies to Sam, but maybe we can figure something out. Sign number eight. You have frequent and vivid dreams.
1: Well, his visions started as dreams, and there was the dream he had about Bella Talbot. That was vivid.
0: You suck so hard, Hannah. I'm sorry? (laughs) The joke being... Never mind. Never mind. Do we think Sam is psychic? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes, we do. And thus concludes our section called... (laughs) Name. Name. That. That. that monster. 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 Running wave screaming from your <laughs> lack of ability to make a choke. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I made the eighth one apply to him, so there.
0: <laughs> of course uh, God yeah, that's the fucking joke. That's the easy mm. the- okay, never mind. I'm not I'm not. <laughs> 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 Moving on.
1: Sam shows up at the roadhouse and Ellen isn't surprised to see him because Dean's been calling non-stop like the worried mother he is. Sam changes the subject by asking about Joe, but Joe's been off hunting since she went on that hunt with the boys. Sam feels guilty, but Ellen doesn't blame them. She goes on to say she forgave his dad a long time ago, but she doesn't think John ever forgave himself. Sam tries pressing more, but this time Ellen changes the subject to why he's there. Sam says he needs help.
0: I love how they both... Just do the classic. I'm avoiding this topic. Let's move on. Yep.
1: And they let they just let each other do that, and it just it warms my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little mad at Joe. <laughs> like what? what she should be doing is calling you, Ellen. Postcards? No, you call your mama, Joanna Beth. <laughs> I actually I called mom while I was taking notes because I got so mad at Joe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do what she should have done what, your Israeli muscles aren't strong enough to push some buttons on a damn phone? I just, I did enjoy in this scene how Ellen is so clearly the more emotionally and mentally stable person on the whole show. But also, they set up this whole huge drama about the secret of what happens to Joe's dad and how the Winchesters caused it, and in... Have n't talked about it since, and then in one line nope. just sweep it all on the table, and I'm just like, what? Then why even bring it up? <laughs> then why? Then why? why? Why even make this a point of topic if you're not going to ever explore it? Ah, yep, I got I got mad about that. <laughs> Anyways, let's move on. Sandy, tell what does he need help with?
1: Well, before we get to that, it's time for Hannah's deleted scene special. Woo-hoo! is putting his moves on a lady playing pool. Says he wants to take her to a Waffle House, or better yet, an Olive Garden. But she'll have to drive (laughs) on account of him not having a license. She tells him that she's decided she's gay. He pushes a little more, but Sam and Ellen walk up, and Ash accuses Sam of cock blocking. And that's it! That's (laughs) Hannah's deleted scene special! Yay! Yay! Uh, Ash wants to know what he's looking wait, for. Wait, 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 wait! We're not—we're
0: not, not going to ruminate on that at all.
1: Let's ruminate. Let's um,
0: ruminate. Okay, one. Let's discuss Waffle House versus Olive Garden. For me, oof, it's all about time of day. Yeah. If it's yeah, early in the that's... morning, or super late at night, Waffle House, right? Right. Got to get the cheesy eggs coffee, man. Just leave the carafe. Uh, for me, it's the cheesy eggs. It's the... Oh, and for people who are listening that are not from the southeast, because that's the only place Waffle House is, I guess? And I guess in it's Nebraska, like a, it's too? Like,
1: it's like a... It's like a Denny's. It's, the perfect it's like a perfect no, like diner. It's not an even... IHOP.
0: But imagine IHOP or Denny's in a trailer. Yeah. Yeah. And... The food is ten times better, and it's all cooked fresh right in front of you, where you can see it. And the cheesy eggs like
1: open twenty four hours are
0: the fucking bomb. Actually, you can roll up
1: in a Waffle House any time of day.
0: Actually, there's a whole uh, state, like national state of emergency, based around Waffle House. Like mm-hmm. things are bad, but they're not really bad until the Waffle House closes down. If the Waffle House closes down, you know the area's fucked. And that's oh, yeah. not just, like, the locals talking. That's an actual government level of, like... <laughs> <laughs> are we at a level nine, or are we at a level Waffle House? <laughs> you know, where is... How bad of the danger is it? Uh, but, man, Olive Garden, you... Those... Sal- you got honestly, those
1: unlimited breadsticks.
0: And the salad? Yes. You got delicious salad. Like, perfect salad. Breadsticks and wine. hmm I would say what I should do... And I don't care how gay I am, if someone offers me this date, I would go for it. Dinner getting trashed at Olive Garden over breadsticks and salad. Like forget mm-hmm. the pasta. Pasta's whatever. Then on to a waffle house for late night yes. cheesy eggs and raisin toast. And That's hash a great browns. Date. Oh they're hash browns. Ugh. Okay. I mean I res- I respect her choice to go gay, if that is a choice. I guess it's a choice if you're like, I like both, but now I'm going to solely pursue one because you have ruined an entire subset of species for me. <laughs> 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 but come on, when someone comes to you and is like, hey, let's go to dinner, Waffle House or Olive Garden, I'd be like, damn, those are some mighty fine choices.
1: <laughs> you got me there. You, you got, got me there. there. <laughs> Ash wants to know what he's looking for, and Sam says other people like him. Ellen says there's no way, since not all had house fires like him. But Sam says it's a start, so they go from there. And thank you, Ellen, but we don't need them all to get started.
0: So, Hannah, here's my question. I have an answer. Sam, I feel, is being very... I feel like Sam is being very narrow-minded in this moment. Because he tells Ash to search nationwide. I don't think demons operate only in America. And later, True,
1: but he has the best access to America.
0: Okay, I'm just saying, with such narrow no, This is where I can
1: be effectual.
0: You can say, like, find me nationwide, and then if you can, look international. Because we see later that the apocalypse affects... The whole planet. Now that the Winchester's mm-hmm. ever give a fuck about helping anybody outside of the continental U.S., when the fuck do they ever go to Hawaii or Puerto Rico or Alaska?
1: They did go to Ireland once. What? Yeah, for Crowley. Oh or shit! Scotland. It's one of those.
0: So we have exactly one international episode, and that was the. They go
1: international in the thick redemption road.
0: Okay. Yes. Once again, vetting... <laughs> So, like, at this point, what people assume is the one supernatural fanfic you have read.
1: (laughs) I mean, I've read a few others, but it's my favorite. How?
0: I'm just saying (laughs) it's a little narrow-minded, but you're right. Maybe it's just the one he's he's saying, which ones can I get to, which ones can I reach? But if he's truly trying to look for an overall pattern, he needs to be looking internationally. I just right. demons don't just love to fuck with America the most. They are equal opportunity fuckers.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Ash finds the people rather quickly. Sam didn't even have time to finish his beer. Four people in total. Sam, Max, Andy, and our man from therapy Scott Carey. Sam wants an address and Ash gives him the location of Scott's cemetery plot in Lafayette, Indiana. Lafayette. Uh-huh. Which is a real place <laughs> and is the tenth largest city in Indiana by population.
0: Nice
1: Yeah, yeah. Ash says Scott was killed a month ago, stabbed in a parking lot, and cops have no leads. Oh. Supermassive black hole by Muse plays in the background as Sam sips his beer, thanks Ash and stands to go. Ellen says she's gonna tell Dean everything, and Sam's like I gotta know who I am, and Dean can't protect me from that. Sam says, please, and Ellen nods her consent. Um, one, he sips that beer like it's gross, and me too, Sammy, me too.
0: Um, my only last thoughts as we exited this scene were on two points. One, we on a couple occasions now have people saying that Marvel Eyes visited them in their dreams, and... I don't think, but he's not doing that uniformly, which is very interesting. He, like, sets patterns, but only patterns with certain people, so there is no overall pattern, because Sam hasn't seen Marble Eyes in his dreams, and Andy Gallagher didn't see him in his dreams, and I don't think uh, Max saw anybody in his dreams.
1: It's like Yellow Eyes preys on those he thinks he can get in with.
0: (laughs) I don't know. It was just interesting. Like, and
1: I would like to know his reasonings for talking to some and not the others.
0: Yeah, and I, and I do appreciate the chaos factor, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and Sam leaves by saying, "I just want to know more about who I am." And it was just like, "You mean i sorry, about Sam? The part how of- do you
1: know who you are."
0: Well, yeah, he's he's actually saying, "I want to know more about the part of me that was formed by a demon." <laughs> I want to really explore the demonic side of myself and learn what that's about.
1: What the demon wants, what the demon did, that's not who you are, Sam. Mm -hmm. You know who you are. And regardless of what the demon is planning, that doesn't change who you are.
0: Only your choices do. Exactly. Sam still thinks that he was chosen for This is where I
1: teared up when I was taking notes, by the way.
0: Of course. But yeah, this is Sam thinking that there's some extra special reason why he and his people were chosen. Like, maybe they all have a weird blood type, and he just wants to figure that out. But it's 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 like Sam does want to find a reason to be special. Sam does want to find a meaning in all the chaos. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and because this chaos is being caused by a demon, he wants to figure out what this demon wants from him. So that at least if he... No matter what he chooses to do do with his destiny, at least he knows what the path is and what the course is. The problem is, Sam, you're dealing with a demon and they are all about chaos and you're not going to find meaning in trying to suss out a demon's plotted intentions. In fact, everything he does learn about the demon in this episode is ultimately proven moot or irrelevant or not actually the whole plan after all, when all is said and done. And really, by one... doing, and really by doing all of this, he's just playing perfectly into Marvelized Plans, so... Oh, Sam. Making the mistake of the youth.
1: <laughs> I had one more thing to say about this. Absolutely. Um, I feel like he's had this cast on forever. And, like, Sam and Dean may get angel kisses to heal, but Jared obviously doesn't.
0: Oh. <sighs> um, Again, I did think about this because, uh, you know, binging psych... <laughs> there is a couple episodes there where I guess the beautiful beautiful actor who plays Carlton Lassiter uh you yes. can also see him in uh Galavant, an amazing mm-hmm. show or you can see him in Xena the Warrior Princess. Um anyways, I guess he injured his arm and was in a sling for exactly 2 episodes. <laughs> And I was like, wow, that one, will, you healed a lot faster than the <laughs> fracture in Mr. Padalecki's arm, uh, because it's been nine episodes now? No. Yeah. No, 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 no. No,
1: no he, he heard it.
0: In a zombie episode. Mm-hmm. Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things, which was se- episode Ooh. four, so six episodes. So six episodes now. It's only been six episodes, but it's felt like a year. Yeah. yeah, I feel you. Every time the episode starts back up and he sells the cast, I'm like, man, <laughs> this cat, this... <laughs> I mean, it really puts a definite time on the episodes, though, because mm-hmm. those, like, little fractures like that do take, like, maybe a month and a half. So, six so they're just episodes, week it's... to
1: week fighting monsters. Yeah. He still cast it up.
0: I mean, let's just look at all the shit they've done since his hand got hurt. Um, they met Andy Gallagher and dealt with all of that. Uh, they then, a couple days later, went with Joe to go fight a serial killer ghost. Mm-hmm. And then, like the next couple days, they got found by the cops uh, in the usual suspects. That took a couple days at least. And then they took probably a week doing Crossroad Blues. And then they immediately went over to whatever the fuck we did last week. I don't have it here in front of me. Croton. (laughs) Croton. You know, I'm trying to wipe it from my memory, Hannah. (laughs) I won't let you. And here they are. So, like, they've done quite a lot in six weeks. Like, I feel, like, exhausted just thinking about the amount of stuff they've accomplished. how the
1: fuck do they do this?
0: There's not enough credit cards in the world. To pay for for all this this food and lodging. Alright, well, Sam goes to visit the father of this fourth pseudo-brother of his, and he's soft-voicing this dad. It's okay. uh, Saying, oh yeah, we went to high school together, I'm so sorry for your loss. For your loss. And the dad tells the whole story about how, yeah, about a year ago, like... Headaches started, nightmares, he's a totally different kid now, he's totally depressed, and Sam's so, yeah, like, hey, for old times' sake, can I go see his room? And he gets in the room, and he sees a bunch of Stephen King novels, but he's like, alright, he's got a good taste in books, whatevs, and then he sees the prescription bottles, and he's like, alright, who's your doctor? Maybe they know something. And then he randomly searches the closet, which happens to be the most, like perfect place to look, I guess, because he finds this whole mural of yellow eyes. And, I don't know, Hannah. I thought the mural of yellow eyes was a little inaccurate. They really should have been marble.
1: Right? Yeah. It's like he's never even seen marble eyes. God. Um, I had a, I noticed a lot in his room. Um, there was a sleeping bag instead of covers on the bed. Oh. Um, some of the novels that he had were interesting. There was a dart game, trophies, a skateboard, and the prescription bottles, uh, one of them was clonopin, um, mm-hmm. which is used to treat seizures. And the last thing I noticed was like the bottle of clonopins was a tiny bottle, and next to it was this huge bottle. <laughs> And Sam's looking at the Klonopans and then grabs the biggest bottle. And I was like, why would you grab the biggest bottle there when it's not even the one you were looking at? Because and it, has just the biggest, me.
0: it has the biggest label, Hannah. And Sam hasn't gone for an eye checkup in a while. And oh, there was that's a trivial Sam,
1: pursuit in the top of the closet.
0: That's why Sam misses his shots so much. He needs glasses. <laughs> Sam hasn't gotten him. His he balls see. Oh my gosh, and that's why he so rarely drives the Impala! Oh. Mm-hmm. oh my gosh, Hannah, this whole time, Sam was needed glasses, it makes so much sense! It does! Oh. oh, and, and, in season 14, when, uh, Sam and Dean fuck with the timescape by accidentally wishing John back to life or whatever... And we see Sam giving a TED talk and he's wearing fucking glasses.
1: Yes! Kale, am I right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, yeah. I, I definitely think that either Sam just compensates for his crap vision or he finds, like, a contact site online and just continually gets contacts. Because later on, he does become a good shot. And yes, he does. he does jargon and Impala more. And he does pick up the smallest prescription bottles just to prove that he can read the tiny print on the prescription bo- labels.
1: Sam arrives back at the Blue Rose Botel, but before he walks in, we see he's being followed. He pins Ava to the wall just as she's walking up on him. She says, you're in danger! So he lets her into his room.
0: I mean, absolutely. Anybody says, you're in danger, I'm like...
1: Please come in. Please come inside. (laughs) Tell
0: me more.
1: (laughs) She says she's not crazy, she's not on drugs, and she's totally normal. But she's having visions. Sam introduces himself and gets her name as well. Tells her to calm down and tell him about her dreams. And it's pretty much the same story. Headaches, then powers, a year ago. She didn't think anything about it until a month ago when she saw Scott get killed, then found out he really died. She says that she had another dream last night, but this time about Sam. Not sexy dreams, but deadly (laughs) dreams. Sam says, you must be one of us psychic kids. And she's like, okay, you're crazy.
0: One of us. One of us. One of
1: us. Sam Sam. asks if her mom died in a house fire. And she's like, no, LOL. My mom's in Florida. And Sam is disappointed.
0: Sam is so ready to form a psychic kid club. Like he's got the patches already designed in his pret in his head, because yes. he's psychic and he's got vivid like the imagination. club, uh-huh. yeah, his vivid imagination. He's got a club motto all set up, and they're all gonna be best friends. <laughs> it's gonna be like a more fun version of AA. He's so yeah. excited. <laughs> yeah, the second she's like, "No, my mom's totally alive." He's like, "Damn it!" She's like, the yeah, "What fuck? the fuck?" Oh, love it. Um, Well, driving down the road in the Impala, Dean gets a call from Ellen, and she's like, Alright, I promised Sam that I wouldn't tell you where he is, and you should know that, like, at a certain point, you can't protect your family anymore. Like, you can't protect your kids past a certain age, you know? And then she's like, but you know what? I also feel that's kind of bullshit, so I'm gonna tell you where he is. And <laughs> she should have ended that conversation with and if you ever know where my daughter is again I want to know, you better fucking tell me. Mm-hmm. Damn straight. Because she is affording him a privilege he did not afford her. Nope. mm mm-mm, mm-mm. Back at the motel. Ava and Sam are talking, and Ava's like, cool, told you my message, so we're both going to leave now, because that is the rational thing to do. If I say, hey, you're going to die in this town on this day, avoid it by not being in town on this day, right? Mm -hmm. And Sam is like, I don't want to outrun my destiny. I lost my girlfriend exactly one year ago, and I am ready to join her. (sighs) <sighs> no, he says something is happening, and he wants to know why. And she's like, yeah, what's happening is that you're about to fucking die. What the hell is that supposed to mean? Um, she has a mini freak out about how normal she is and how she doesn't want to be involved in any of this. And she feels so real. <laughs> like, the way she acts all of this, the way she says all of this, I'm just like, yes, this is how a normal, rational person would react to having superpowers.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: You're like, I feel like I might be crazy, but at the same time, I feel like I'm not crazy, so I'm going to tell you just in case I'm not crazy, but you're definitely crazy, and then you're not going to run away from death, which means you're super crazy, and I'm not here for any of this. I just want to go back home and get married. Kindle? Yes?
1: She lives in uh, Peoria. Uh Uh-huh. Do you know how far that is from Lafayette?
0: How far is it from Lafayette? Three hours.
1: Three hours.
0: That's not bad. I mean,
1: she drove three hours to save Sam's life, and I I appreciate that.
0: Is Peoria a real place then? Yes. Add that to the road trip. Will do. I think I would drive three hours to save someone's life, especially if I thought I was maybe having psychic visions, and I wanted to like. Because you have. Confirm or deny? Well, yeah, this isn't the. second time she's ever had a vision, right? Mm. Um, She's been having these dreams, but then she got confirmed proof that one of them came true, and so now she's like, oh shit, what, all of these dreams? So, yeah, I would drive three hours just to see, like, am I crazy? Am I? Am I? And, you know, if I'm not crazy, side bonus, I save a life. Yeah. So... She's like, I'm not going to tell you anymore because you just need to leave. And if I don't tell you anything, then you'll leave. And then he pulls out his soft voice again. I mean, he is just husking it up this episode. And Mm -hmm. he's like, but I need your help. Wink, wink.
1: And the type of help he needs is for her to go get counseled by Dr. Waxler while Sam lurks outside the window. She says she's anxious, but otherwise doesn't know why she's there. She fudges some story about Pop Rocks as a possible suicide attempt to keep the doc from noticing Sam outside.
0: Why is he climbing? I don't know. Outside the building? On
1: the second floor, he scared some birds. We didn't see him, but we heard the bird sound. I was just like,
0: what is happening? That was literally the only way to access his adjoining office? (laughs) Apparently... And I mean, at least on the
1: outside. At least now we like, know. Like, why not how... just break in after hours? You're used to it by now.
0: Yeah, I mean, but at least how now. How did you
1: get an appointment so fast?
0: You bring up very valid points.
1: She got a same day appointment. New patient. In a t- in a brand new town, like how in the world, Ava? She has. What kind really... of insurance do you have?
0: I was gonna say she has really good insurance. <laughs> on the bright side, yeah. Hannah. On yes. the bright side, at least now we know how <clears throat> Sam escaped the police station and the usual suspects.
1: Yeah, he,
0: he just climbed He's around the side. It. Yeah, he just climbed around the side to the fire escape.
1: Uh, back at the motel again, Ava's fiddling with her necklace, so Sam asks her if she's okay. She says she's awesome because she just helped him steal a dead guy's psych file. They then listen to a recording of Scott's session, hearing how the migraines came first than his abilities.
0: So, two questions here. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm interrupting so much, but I have a lot of thoughts this episode. Um, I definitely felt like her adrenaline rush and stokedness at basically doing some criminal acts was mm-hmm. a little indicative of future Ava, who was like, I will happily kill all of you motherfuckers if it means I get out if you're alive.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um and you've been to more counselors than I have. Mhm. Yes. Shouldn't there be some sort of disclaimer if they are recording you or like how often is the recording process a thing? I I can't
1: think of a time that I was ever recorded um but in the scene with Scott Carey and Dr. Waxler um the recording the recording device was on the table between them. So Scott would have been aware of this.
0: Okay, that makes me feel a little better. It was just yeah, kind of odd. Like, you see that in TV shows so much that you don't really question it, but then when you reflect on your real-life experience, you're like, but nobody's ever recorded me. Maybe I'm just not that interesting, but nobody's ever recorded a moi. Maybe next time I go in... Yeah, no, I, as far in, as
1: I know, it hasn't happened, so...
0: I feel like next time I go in... I'm going to be like, I feel like you should record this. I mean, this is... For posterity. Pr- this is primo Kindle content that you're not going to get anywhere else. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you can sell this shit after my death, okay? <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> Outside, we see Dean roll up in the Impala saying he's glad Sam's okay and overjoyed seeing Sam's with a woman.
0: How did Sam not recognize the sound of the Impala's engine rolling up?
1: Because the recording of Scott is playing so loud. I don't know.
0: Continuity error. (laughs) These writers don't give a fuck. Dean looks like he's just going
1: to sit there and watch. And I'm like, you're a pervert.
0: He loves watching Sam get it on. Stop it. But he also, I mean, maybe this is where, like, Dean just has this fascination with Sam. And this is where Sam's, like, bathroom problems started. And yeah. he's lucky that. Oh shit! I feel like most times when we see Sam kiss a woman, Dean's watching. God. Ow. Okay, Providence. Prov Prov yeah. Providence. Uh, he kisses while Dean is watching. He kisses werewolf lady when Dean is watching. Mm-hmm. Who else does he kiss? Um, he definitely kisses Becky at their wedding when Dean is watching.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, Alright, we'll keep what? an
1: eye out.
0: You know what? I think Ruby, 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 Ruby might be his first Dean. Ruby and Jess. Ruby and Jess were his only two Dean in absentia relationships. And they were his yeah. two best relationships.
1: <gasps> I mean, honestly, oh, yeah.
0: And with Amelia, Dean wasn't present either. Dean is That Sam's... was also
1: a good relationship.
0: Dean is Sam's relationship killer. Because he likes to watch, and it ruins it for Sam. Like, yeah, it,
1: just, it really kills
0: the mood, my man. <laughs> Unlike the peeing and pooping issue where it helps. Uh. <laughs> when it comes to boning down, it's a detriment.
1: Yeah, yeah. Gross. Uh, Sam and Ava here Scott on <laughs> Hannah, the recording.
0: <laughs> Hannah, I'm only following where the cannon leads me, okay? I'm, I I'm,
1: And I understand. I'm
0: only making natural conclusions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sam and Ava hear Scott on the recording talk about Marble Eyes and his plan. That there is a war coming and people like him are the soldiers. Ava hopes he's not talking about them, but Sam's sure that he is.
0: And just to point back real quick about Sam wanting to find the plan of Marble Eyes... The plan to mm-hmm. have them be soldiers definitely fell through and end up being a ploy at, in the end. Oh yeah. So. Just wanted to point that out. It.
1: Just then, shooting starts and Sam and Ava get down. We see Gordon as our shooter. Dean shows up then and kicks Gordon right in the fucking face, stopping the shooting. Dean starts pounding his face saying he'll kill him. So Gordon hits him with his gun, knocking Dean out cold.
0: Uh, the Gordon. shot- I okay. haven't seen this episode in so long, the shot made me jump for sure. <laughs> and um, Gordon's little plea for Dean to wait, though, like, you could hear there was no malice in his voice. I know it. Uh, Gordon,
1: Damn Gordon you. causes- Damn you, Kindle, Making oh. me see characters in different lights.
0: I know, Gordon causes conflict in me and I love it. I guess they have assumed the shooting has stopped long enough that they're going to go investigate now, so Sam and Ava yeah. are like, we can go out now. And Ava's like, we should call the cops? And Sam's like, oh, honey, you know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> honey. Oh, honey. <laughs> and then he finds a bullet on the roof, and he's like, oh, this is a... Bloody, bloody 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 blah, and Ava's like, um, um, son, how, how you, mm, how you know so much about them guns? <laughs> and he's like, I'm really into hunting. Uh, <laughs> he says he watches
1: a lot of TJ Hooker and... Is T.J. It? Hooker was a cop show starring William Shatner. I
0: was going to say, wasn't that the show with William Shatner in it? I want to say that T.J. Hooker, I've never watched a single episode in my life. Never seen it in my life. But I kind of want to now. Um, but I know what about T.J. Hooker. I know it had William Shatner. But is it William Shatner post-Star Trek? I want to say post-Star Trek. Yes. Wow. He had a career after Star Trek that wasn't Star Trek.
1: He sure did.
0: Wow. I I feel like we might need to watch an episode as, like, a bonus ep if we ever get there. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right.
1: Sam used to watch this show, so we're going to watch this show.
0: Yeah, we'll watch, like, an episode or two. I'm sure they're half hour, right?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, anyways, so he's like, oh, yeah, I watch a lot of T.J. Hooker, and T.J. Hooker definitely dealt with, you know, 21st Specific century... Bullets. Militia weapons. So... Anyway, so Sam's like... Alright, I wanted to do this alone... When this was just a fact-finding mission. (laughs) But now that there are bullets involved... How's about I call my brother?
1: And... He calls him his brother. He
0: calls him his brother! And he's like, hey, I'm in Lafayette! And And Dean's like, I know Ellen told me. I'm here. And he says this is a real funky town and you're not even here to meet me. And we see that Dean isn't holding the phone. He's tied to a chair. Oh no. And Gordon has a prisoner. And Sam's like, I'm so sorry. And he says, someone's after me and Dean's looking up at Gordon like, yes, this fucker right here. And he says, oh, who could that be? And Sam's like, oh, I don't know. Where should we meet up? And Dean's like, hey, I'm at this address. Which is the address we saw in Ava's vision at the beginning of this whole little sequence. And Gordon hangs up the phone. And Sam's like, so that was my brother. He's in trouble because he used the code Funky Town, which we only hear this once. But... Mm -hmm. Funky Town is far more specific than either of us remembered because Funky Town means somebody has a gun on you. Yeah. Not a knife. Not a kidnapping. Not a... Just danger in general. Not someone following you. Specifically, a gun. And Ava is just like, you guys are getting weirder and weirder. And again, I love Ava so much. Mm -hmm. And they walk down to the rooftop going off to who knows where. Probably to save Dean, I guess. I guess. I guess. I mean, I guess it's the next natural step, right? The next supernatural step for these psychics.
1: Dean is trying to get the why out of Gordon, assuming it's to get back at them. But Gordon says it's not about revenge. He says he's not a killer. He's a hunter. And Sam's fair game. I see now, more than last time, if he had, if they had handled him differently, we wouldn't be in this. Because mm-hmm. when he says he's not a killer, he really believes that.
0: He does. I mean, he doesn't think he's a killer in the way that... <sighs> this is a terrible analogy because, like, you shouldn't hunt wolves or foxes. But if, like, wolves were coming into your village and killing people... Yeah, maybe some wolves are innocent, but you don't want to risk that, so you're going to kill the wolves. You don't see yourself as a killer, you see yourself as as a protector. And that's how he sees himself. And if they had... And it's not their job to train every hunter, and Ellen says at some point, like, I can't control what everybody here believes, and that's absolutely fair and true, I just feel like if you have somebody who is so thickly in your life and so clearly, like, gunning for you, I don't know, (laughs) I feel like maybe you should make more of an attempt to be like, hey, maybe don't hate on me so much if I can do anything to change that. Because the boys didn't even try. Like, I get it. At a certain point, you stop putting effort into people that aren't worth putting effort into. You and I both have examples of that in our life where we're like, all right, you know what, I have to cut you off because you're an energy suck for me you know, yeah. but at the same time, there has to be some initial efforts that you can at least say you tried, and see the boys tried for all of one fist fight, and then tied the guy up and left him to sit with no food and water for three days. Like, that, that, that's cruelty on a really unique yeah. level. That he should very much be like, yeah, these are evil assholes. And I'm not surprised that his brother is an evil psycho because look what they did to me. And they sided with vampires, known killers over me. Like, I I completely sympathize with Gordon's point of view while also realizing how polarized his worldview is. Yes. Yeah. Interesting, interesting character.
1: Meanwhile, Sam is telling Ava to go home, but she doesn't want to leave him to walk into her vision alone. He tells her there's nothing more she can do and that she'll be safe at home with her fiance. She gets in her car, but Sam, but makes Sam promise he'll call when it's all over. And can I just say that I love her car so much. Like, as much as I, as much as I love the Impala, Ava's car suits me more.
0: You know what it reminded me of? What? This is Blueberry
1: from Psych. <laughs> oh my god, Kindle! I love you. Back in the abandoned house, Gordon is telling Dean about an exorcism he was doing in Louisiana on a teenage girl. He thought it was routine until it mentioned a coming war. He explains how he got it to talk with the right tools. Says they have soldiers, humans fighting on the demon side. That they're psychics, so not totally human. The demon said that Gordon knew one of them, Sam. Dean says that demons lie, but Gordon's done his homework. He's got roadhouse connections, too. Gordon then confesses to killing Scott Carey, saying that they'll all turn. Dean says Sam isn't stupid enough to fall for this trap, but Gordon knows Dean warned him somehow. So Gordon explains his master plan of the tripwire and a second tripwire, then apologizing for having to do this at all.
0: No, at the end of the day, no matter how you feel about Gordon, whether it's I mean, complicated you're... or positive or negative, you have to admire what a great hunter he is. Mm-hmm. He's so careful. He's so thorough. He does not ever underestimate his prey. I mean, when you think about it, he didn't underestimate Sam in the knowledge he had of Sam. He couldn't predict predicted. Like Sam he Dean, had
1: another psychic helping him.
0: Or that Sam would go outside the box like that in the end. Because Dean didn't expect that either. You know? mm um, But other than that, like... Yeah, Sam was set up to die. And he would have died if it hadn't been for that psychic giving him a leg up. Um,
1: I mean, I, I still... I still don't like Gordon. But I can see, Watching it with a critical eye like I am, I can... See now how he could have been redeemable.
0: And I always find that so much more interesting than characters who just stay bad. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I really enjoy... I mean, you gotta think that's one of the reasons why I love Xena, the warrior princess, so much. That's why we love Zuko from Avatar so much. Um, That's why I love Draco, Malfoy, so much. Like, those... Those characters who begin grow so and dark. and
1: change and become better.
0: And become better, but don't become perfect. They still have those dark sides, that dark tendency that they struggle with. I don't know. I just find that so much more fascinating and interesting. And I don't think we have a lot of that in Supernatural, except for the boys struggling with their own inner the darkness, you know? Um, I I guess Crowley would be an example. Yeah, I was going to say, I
1: mean... Never in Sam and Dean's eyes, but for the fans, Crowley, yes, and yes, uh, Rowena,
0: mm-hmm. and they are some of the fan favorites. I've uh,
1: Gabriel a bit, a couple of times.
0: Uh, Gabriel never really gave a fuck one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, um, um, and my other two thoughts. Actually, I had so many thoughts in this scene. I'm sorry, um. One, Dean wondering what kind of connections Gordon has that he was able to find Sam so much faster than he was. Yeah. yeah. That's... I
1: mean, he didn't say he had the same roadhouse connections.
0: No, but whoever he has in the roadhouse that Dean doesn't, because Dean has Ellen, the one running it, and you would think she'd be the eyes and the ears of the place, but I don't know. Um, I
1: mean, we don't get enough of the roadhouse to really know. How it all plays out there.
0: God. Um, I had a thought. if he would have just given us a fucking Roadhouse episode. Like, Lower Decks of TNG gave us at least an episode of The Little Officers, let us see how shit ran, give us one episode of The Roadhouse. I don't even care if season 15 we travel back in time to watch an <laughs> episode of The Roadhouse.
1: I had a thought. Uh, okay. Gordon thinks psychics aren't entirely human, which makes Dean not wanting people to know about Sam's ability more valid and not just him being overprotective.
0: I, and. And I'm completely fine with that. My only problem is that they don't carry that uh, stigma throughout the whole series. Mm-hmm. Because so many times we meet psychics and you know, people who can sense the paranormal are, are sensitive to the supernatural. <clears throat> and they are in no way, like, scared of the Winchesters, or like, I don't know, I don't really let hunters into my life because they hunt me because they think I'm a monster. Like, we never see this followed through with mm-hmm. any other characters. And that's my only problem with it. I would be so down to clown with this whole theory if oh, once... <laughs> we heard of any other humans with psychic tendencies being ostracized, you know? I had two other thoughts. One's a short. Gordon is saying how he has to kill Sam now because Sam will one day be a monster. And Mm -hmm. to his point, yeah, yeah, at one point, Sam will be kind of monstrous in his desire to do good, I will tell. He becomes a little Gordon-esque, right? Right. But right now, Gordon is a monster, because he's Gordonesque. <laughs>
1: um Yeah, and hunting humans that haven't done anything just with the idea that they might go bad, but that's anybody. That's
0: <sighs> fucking anybody, right? And he brings up the point of Hitler, and I really hate when people bring up the whole, like, if you could go back in time, would you kill Hitler, blah, 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 because that's not a fair argument.
1: Mm-mm.
0: Because... We have the privilege of hindsight and can say, oh, here's a person who instigated horrors against humanity. But I can't look at a little kid now and someone would say, hey, in 50 years, he's going to massacre millions of people.
1: But that's not who he is right then. That's not who
0: he is right now. And that future isn't guaranteed. So, yeah, if I were somebody in 1920 in Germany and pointed out, like, teenage Hitler to me... This dorky pasty fucking dude trying to make paintings, <laughs> and said, "Yo, that's a man over there. He's going to my shitty German accent. <laughs> he's going to million, He's going to kill <laughs> millions of people." I'd be mean, like, "I don't know. Like, <laughs> we just got finished with a whole whole sure? world that world guy? whole world war. I don't know that we're gonna go into that again. Like, this guy over there, that little pimply teenager right there." <laughs> And and also, point of fact, Dean does kill Hitler.
1: Oh yes, he does.
0: Yeah. Sorry, that was just such a oh, there was so much in that scene. Oh, oh and I didn't even mention the fact that like Dean judges Gordon so hard for Killing the, de- the demon? The
1: kid that the demon was possessing, yeah.
0: When he basically... And I mean, I
1: can't even harsh on Gordon too much for that, considering what the boys get up to later on. Like, mm-hmm. in the grand scheme of things.
0: I mean, they basically become slightly more moral Gordons in the future when you think about it. Mm-hmm. But Dean has already killed two human vessels of demons. Yep. Nope. And... Weren't, they weren't torturing Meg, but Meg was pretty fucked up. No, okay, no, she was fine until the demon vacated the vessel, and then she was fucked up. Oh, but yeah. still.
1: Because the demon wasn't holding her together anymore.
0: But Dean judged him so hard, and I just feel like, Dean, you've already killed so many humans right now. <laughs> like, your are rap sheet mm-hmm. of humans. Like, and I'm counting the Croatolan people, because they weren't technically monsters or demons. They were just... Sick humans, you know.
1: Demonically sick.
0: Still, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Dean was the homo homicidal.
1: <laughs> Thank you.
0: All right. Well, let's continue on. Let's talk some more about Gordon. So, Gordon, I think in talking to Dean and Dean saying, "Well, he'll see the tripwire," and Gordon was like, "Shit, he will." Well, I put up a se- second tripwire, <laughs> so then after he's done talking to Dean, <laughs> he goes and lays out the second tripwire, he's like, shit, yeah, that's that's way smarter. Two tripwires <laughs> are always better than one.
1: <laughs> I got a second tripwire, just in case. Just
0: in case. I'm surprised he was like, and you know what, we'll do a fucking third <laughs> You're gonna tripwire this whole building. <laughs> you know what? Get it's ready gonna be for like this. a fucking spider web through here. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. Uh oh and so I jumped ahead. This is where Gordon brings up that, yeah, Sam might be good, but he'll be a monster one day, and the whole Hitler shit, I'm so sorry. I was just so excited to talk about all of this. Um but he's very surprised that Dean's on his side because, again, they had, like, that tete-a-tete where they were, like, all simpatico. And Dean's like, I am with you on everything except when it comes to my brother. My brother is on this pedestal that he shall never come down from. <laughs> never. <laughs> never! Even when he is high on all of Ruby's damn demon blood. Ruby, 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 Ruby! Um, He's drinking about a gallon. He is still a precious little baby boy who can do no wrong. (laughs) Where's the the clip from Parks and Rec where the girl's like, I've never done anything wrong. He's like, I know this and I love you. (laughs) That is Sam the Dean so much. Anyways, speaking of simpatico, uh, Gordon gags Dean And he's like, I totally get where you're coming at. He's your brother. I lost my sister. I get it. However, what about your dad? What would your dad have done? WWJD. What would John do? (laughs) And, (sighs) And the answer is that I don't think John would have killed Sam. I really don't. When push came to shove. Sam was always his favorite, and we saw that he gave up his soul for Dean, who was not his favorite, so...
1: Yeah. No, I don't think John could have either, but he also has no idea how things are gonna play out, and that's why he dropped that for Dean as a kind of just-in-case. Like, if you really think you have to.
0: Anyway, Sam does show up just like Ava's vision, and Dean is freaking the fuck out, because... He's going he, Sam is doing step by step everything Gordon predicted he would. and Dean's like, "No, now!" And so so hard not to cry. Uh, and he goes around the back and he picks the lock and then we hear a <laughs> And Dean's like, Wah! And Gordon's like, "Hush. Shh, shh, it's okay. It's okay, baby. It's just thirst bomb." Wait for a second, wow. <coughs> Have I ever told you my It's Okay Baby story?
1: You'll have to.
0: Well, let me explain it now just so it makes sense, okay? Okay. I was on my ship. I was traveling abroad. I was at the first stop in Puerto Rico. I was about to go see the bioluminescent bays in Puerto Rico. It was going to be gorgeous and amazing and lovely. And so I was super excited for this trip, and I needed to be the first one in line to get my dinner. And so I'm going through the buffet line, and I'm getting potato soup, because who doesn't fucking love some good potato soup? Am I right? Yeah. And granted, this is on a ship, right? I'm the first one in line to get this piping hot potato soup right as, like, and maybe I'm just busy, maybe the ship tilts, I don't know whose fault it is, but the potato soup spills all over my left hand. And I'm like, oh, hot, hot, hot. And so I grab a napkin and I go to wipe the potato soup off my hand and my skin sloths off with it.
1: <gasps> oh no.
0: Yeah. And like I had read in fanfic before how toothaches, earaches, and burns were the worst pains of your life. And I can usually tolerate pain. Like, I'm not a person who's like, when I'm in pain, I'm going to cry about it. You know? Right? Mm-hmm. Uncontrollable sobbing. <clears throat> like, I, I can even have phantom pains to it in my hand even now. It was so terrible. So I get down to the doctor's office on the ship, and I'm sobbing, I'm cradling my hand, and I'm thinking, like, the, the trip to the bio-fucking-luminescent base is totally left now. I've missed it, and ow, 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 ow. And as I'm getting treated by the doctor, this large, just huge-bosomed, uh... Very curly, deep red hair. Eastern European, just matronly nurse is just covering me with her body and her bosom and patting me. And as I'm sitting there crying, weeping as my skin is just red and raw. She says, it's okay, baby. It's just pain. Don't cry, baby. It's okay. It's just pain. And oh I just remember being just incredulous and thinking, it's not fucking just pain. This is more than pain. This is my once-in-a-lifetime trip around the world. And at the very first fucking step. <laughs> oh. I, and the rest of my trip, like, I was restricted in what I could and couldn't do because my... You were injured. I was so injured, like, my hand couldn't be in sunlight, and we were in the southern hemisphere of the planet in their summertime, when everyone's going out to the beach and, like, sunbathing, I'm like, let me wrap up my hand. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, half the pictures you see of me, my hand is tucked under my t-shirt half the time, because (laughs) I'm trying to protect my stupid hand from the sunlight.
1: yeah. Oh gosh!
0: So that's all I could think about in this scene, as Dean is like freaking out because this first bomb has gone off, and Gordon's like, "She's okay, baby. He's <laughs> okay, just, baby. It's just first bomb. He's <laughs> <It's, it's> okay." <laughs> and sure enough, a second bomb goes off, and you know rattles the whole place. And Gordon's still like, "She's okay, baby. He could still be alive, but don't worry." I go take care of him. <laughs> uh, and and Gordon is so careful. He has his gun. He's not leaving anything to chance. And he's going to search for Sam's body. And instead of seeing Sam lying on the ground before him, he feels a gun pointed against his head. Oh. And they tete-a-tete for a little bit. Wow, that's a That's twice that I've used that. Jeez. Um, And Sam's like, I wouldn't be so sure that I wouldn't kill you because I fucking hate you right now. And Gord's like, yeah, do it. I knew you were a killer. And again, he kind of proves that Sam still has so much to learn because... As Dean has shown us, and now as Gordon has shown us, do not put a gun directly up against the person, because that just gives them an opportunity to grab it away from you very quickly and efficiently. As we see here, as Sam begins to get the shit beat out of him. But then, uh, Sam uses his psychic powers and is like, ooh, I'm about to get stabbed. I'm about to get stabbed. Oh my God. Ooh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, wrestles it away, and... Knocks him out with his gun. I mean, there's a whole tense moment there where Gordon's like, just kill me. Just shoot me. Prove that I'm right. And I'm like, Gordon, dude, that is like the ultimate way to have someone not prove that you're right. Is to say, prove that I'm right. Like, I will do anything in the world to prove that I'm right and you're not.
1: Reverse (laughs) psychology. Yeah,
0: I could have had every plan in the world to come in here and kill you. And the second you say, prove I'm right. I'm like, no, I won't prove I'm right. I won't prove you're right. I will saw my own foot off before I prove you are right, sir. And so Dean just knocks him out, and he goes and unties Dean, and he's like, and Dean's like, oh, we need to go kill him now. I made that mistake once. And I'm just like, Dean, stop being a murderer. <laughs> and Sam's like, it's okay, I gotta take care of. And as they're running away, Everybody and their mother is like Sam. You don't have this taken care of. There's Gordon chasing after you with bullets.
1: Gordon is so mad. He's not even aiming.
0: Yeah, he, he's just he's just trigger happy right now. He's like, surely one of these will Gordon's coming, but I have a plan. <laughs> he's like, we're getting shot at, but you have a plan. Great. <laughs> And sure enough, as they get in the ditch, Sam's like, no, it's okay, bro. I got this. And Dean's like, bullets flying overhead. Really? You've got this? you and, got this? And just then, the police show up. And you know that the police love nothing more than a black man shooting guns. I'm surprised that Gordon survived this incident. Let's get political, Hannah. Let's get political. I mean,
1: true. It's, it's a wonder they didn't shoot him on site.
0: It really is. Because I am surrounded by people here in this one little suburb of Colorado that are very much like, hey, if a person has a gun, you shoot them without asking questions. I'm like, hey, this, uh-huh. there are other options. I have watched enough episodes of Psych without watching people die left and right to know <laughs> that there are options. I've watched enough T.J. Hooker, Hannah. <laughs> um, and it is very beautiful, again, to see hunters from an outside point of view as they pull out his arsenal. <laughs> and they're like, mm-hmm. what kind of freaky fucking shit are you up to, dude? My dude.
1: <laughs> like, I thought it was weird that they didn't look harder for whatever he was shooting at. Or who or whatever that he was shooting at. Like oh that's a good they point. They just focus on him, but then they they're not concerned with whatever he was
0: shooting at. Alright, let's let's see if we can logic this. Um they were it was dark-ish, getting mm-hmm. dark, so hard to find people. They did have a man firing weapons, they had a house to secure. There was maybe four cop cars, we're talking eight people tops. Mm-hmm. All right. And I think really there's only, I think I saw two on one side, one on the other. I can't really remember. But we're talking four to eight cops total. And Yeah,
1: I thought there might have been five.
0: And to spread out and search requires a little more of a team. And you also have to think that these people either would have come back seeing that the scene was safe or couldn't have gone far and would have been found quickly enough. But the first thing is to secure the scene. giving Sam and Dean enough time to escape. Escape. It's
1: funny as shit. Yes.
0: And (laughs) I just want to say in this moment, Sam does prove that he is ultimately a deep down person because he had to have called in the shit before he ever set foot on the property.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. But he didn't have time to after.
0: He was too busy uh, setting off tripwire safely somehow. <laughs> all six of them. And then having a fist fistfight, untying his brother, then running from gunshots. Yeah, there was just no time. No I mean, time at all. No time at all.
1: Dane calls Ellen to fill her in and go off. Ellen thinks he's out of his mind to think they would tell anyone about Sam. She explains that the roadhouse is full of hunters who could have been talking to Gordon. She apologizes for what happened, but that it's out of her control.
0: She's so patient with these stupid boys.
1: Yes, she is. God rest her soul. The boys hit the road again, and Sam is leaving another voicemail for Ava. Dean mentions how Gordon shouldn't be a problem anymore and chastises Sam for running off. He says they should go to Amsterdam because he's sick of the job. Sam argues that he's a hunter and meant for this. Dean says he doesn't believe in destiny. And Sam says they can't run from this, and Dean can't protect him. Um... We get a nice bitch-jerk moment before Sam tries to call Ava again. He gets a bad feeling when she still doesn't answer. So, they go to Peoria, Illinois, which is a real place and is the largest city in Illinois on the Illinois River. Oh. Yeah. Sam and Dean arrive at Ava's house in the middle of the night. They go in with flashlights asking if anybody's home. They find Ava's fiancé, Brady, with his throat cut, sulfur on the window, and Ava's engagement ring in a puddle of blood. Sam says, Ava, as we cut to black.
0: He's lost his first sister. Mm. He's like, my little um, club is getting smaller and smaller. The membership is really lacking at this point.
1: <laughs> um, Brady must have fought because there is blood everywhere.
0: Or the demons are just really nasty and we're like, let's have some fun with this. Blood is my kink. Uh, It's uh, a valid kink, Anna. Fine. I'm saying these demons are valid. They just need to use consent <laughs> say yes. words. <laughs> and um, could that sulfur have been any more obvious? Oh, Jay. Yeah,
1: it was like the thickest sulfur we've ever seen.
0: I don't need a microscope for this shit.
1: No, we don't need microscopes anymore.
0: No. Uh, the two things I loved most in all of this are Dean related because he says that the job brings nothing but bad luck, and all I could think was all of those mirrors smashed and mm-hmm. bloody Mary. I'm like, yeah, son, that's a lot of bad luck. And Sam, sorry, Dean just wants a vacation.
1: He that's just, all he wants. That's, man. All, that's all he, he wants. wants.
0: Sam just wants to be normal and Dean just wants a vacation, so by the end of season 15, can we just fucking have Sam with a somewhat normal job and Dean going on the first vacation of his damn life? Yes, please. That's all we want. Well, Hannah, that was a beautiful episode. I think we talked enough during it that we don't need to talk no more.
1: Uh, we gotta talk themes.
0: Ah, except for themes. You're so right. Let's go to themes.
1: Motel.
0: That was my very first theme too. This was a very distinctive motel. (laughs) (laughs) With the blue blue and silver. So pretty. Very pretty. It definitely stood out. Kudos
1: to the set designers.
0: Yeah. Um, my second theme was a lockpick.
1: Oh my god, lockpick was my second theme.
0: All right, This actually does deserve a nutcracker at this point. Oh my god! Nutcracker. All right. Um. Uh, dare I, I ask theme. what your third theme was? Alcohol. Okay. Phew. <laughs> phew. My my third theme was bitch jerk. <laughs> nice. But no, yeah, there was alcohol. I think I think I didn't count it just because it was kind of a continuation of the previous episode. But you're right, Sam's chug a luggin'. Mm-hmm. I love keeping up with the alcohol theme. And in The Bitch Jerk, I think this is only the second time? Yeah, yeah, it's only the second time. We get one per season?
1: Maybe. Let's see. Damn.
0: Okay. All right, what was your next thing?
1: Uh, Gordon.
0: Gordon. <laughs> What's his last name again? Why? I only know Gordon. Like, I... <gasps> Did I stump uh, Hannah, the knower of all things, Sipanen? Walker? Uh, yeah, Walker.
1: Walker. Yeah. <gasps> I didn't yeah, even. I am deba that through.
0: for it. That was out of my noggin. Pure and natural. All right. You win this round. All right. Um, My next theme, I think, <clears throat> I, think I call it different each time, but just kind of like that whole theme of blurred lines of... Mm-hmm. You can't really pin down what is good or evil in this scenario because a lot of what Gordon says is valid, but at the same time his approaches are wrong. are wrong, and but like it's hard to make that argument against him because like yeah, it was just like but good. he feels
1: bad. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> it was good like just he feels bad, which makes me feel bad.
0: Mm-hmm. So that. That Blurred Lines, and I do want to put down, like, a little disclaimer of, I do not listen to the song Blurred Lines or approve this message. The it, it was horrendous start to finish. I think Blurred Lines can, and as a concept, be fun in terms of morality, but when it comes to someone saying, no, I'm not interested in you, just fucking respect that. In fact... Why the fuck I, I can't even imagine why would you go after somebody who says, No, I'm not into you. I be mean, like, Cool, bye, let me go hide under this rock and never see you ever again. Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: I had a theme of weed reference. <gasps> Dean will make weed references sometimes and in this one he mentioned the coffee shops in Amsterdam not even selling coffee.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. That went right like it it didn't go over my head. It just went through one ear up the other. I was like, Yeah, we I mean, whatever. <laughs> didn't even think of it. <laughs> yeah, Dean ugh, I wish we had a Dean on Drugs episode because you know this kid did his fair share. Oh yeah. I just want And He I want... alludes
1: to it. He alludes to it, but no, we don't we don't get it you know, canon in show.
0: If I ever get a remake of Supernatural, which hopefully will only happen when I'm, like, in my 80s, and it's, right. you know, I, I, I don't want a remake every 10 years, we're good. No. But if we ever do get a remake, I want it to be the HBO version where we get to see all the real trauma. I'm full frontal in this one, dude. Yeah, I want to see the full frontal. Not for, like, (laughs) the full frontal, but for, like, the real, like, I want to see the real struggle with, like, drug use and the real struggle with injuries and, like, we get all the emotional struggle. We don't get the physical scars and repercussions that come with it. Like, the the closest we get is Dean's alcoholism, which is a real thing. I'm Mm -hmm. not trying to undermine that at all, but I think we are all lying to ourselves if we think that Dean stopped at at alcohol. Oh, yeah. Uh, my next theme was them psychic kids. I got psychic kids. Yeah, so many psychic kids. Um,
1: I had a theme of destiny. Dean was talking about destiny at the very end there, and that comes up a lot.
0: And Sam, in this instance, in this whole episode, in these past few series, Sam is all about I want to just figure out what I'm supposed to do, and I just want to fucking do it, kind of. Yeah. Which is so different Dean from... Dean just
1: wants a vacation.
0: And and Dean's method is pure avoidance, right? Um mm-hmm. I feel like... So Sam's struggle with this is I'm in pain, and the best way to deal with this pain is to put myself through more pain, right?
1: You know, as you do.
0: As you do. And Dean's version is put my head in the sand and pretend none of this is going on. Mm-hmm. And later they will come together and find a more healthy balance. (laughs) Yay. Yay. Uh,
1: I had a theme of Sam leaving.
0: Oh, how did I miss that? That's such a big theme. (laughs) God, that's a huge one. He left for Stanford. He left for Arizona. He left for uh, California. He left for... Lafayette's.
1: Mm-hmm. So all he does is leave. All he
0: does is leave. He's like, I never looked so good as I was walking away. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I, I applaud your effort. <laughs> you know, you never looked so good as you were when you were walking away, like, the... Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. <sighs> Wind <not> <laughs> oh. You know you want to watch this phone down. <laughs> Um, My last little theme was stupid. I was just, I love White Rabbit so much. (laughs) So I said great music.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's nice. Because
0: not every episode has, like, a sucker punch of a song. Right. You know? Uh, I think this, we've had so far, the Back in Black has been really particular. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't get any of the season one music, but I know it was there. I know it was good. Um, and we're going to have a lot of more standout music as we keep going on. Oh, Stonehenge.
1: Stonehenge. Stonehenge.
0: <laughs> that was, like... um, I
1: just had a few more themes.
0: Of course you win this episode. Congrats.
1: <laughs> um, tied up. hmm. Dean was tied yeah, up. boys, and... all
0: tied up. <laughs>
1: Uh, trap. It's a trap. Uh, doctor. There was another doctor in this episode.
0: Okay, okay. Oh, I was thinking Sam going to the psychiatrist, only in this case, he's outside of a psychiatrist.
1: (laughs) And my last theme was bad human.
0: Gordon. Yeah. Gordon! He just just never really redeems himself, and I find that very tragic. Mm Hmm. But let's talk about what we hated about Gordon and what we loved about Gordon. Okay. Okay. When you're
1: surrounded
0: by darkness, open your eyes. Tell me, Hannah, what did you hate about this episode?
1: I hate that we don't know how Sam beat the trap. Like, they love showing off how clever the boys are. This was a perfect opportunity. Huh. Like how did he do it? How did he do it? There was two trip wires.
0: That's a very Did she good know point. about both trip wires? I don't know. I mean, how much did she really see in her vision? Yeah. I don't know. How did you do this? I need how you do? How you do?
1: <sighs> what did you hate, Kindle?
0: Um On initial watching, I actually found it very hard to, like, pinpoint anything that I hated. And I think a lot of things that did truly irritate me came up in talking to you. Like, I'm not over Kroatoa just yet. (laughs) Obviously. Um, And, like, as much as I, like, bash on Sam in these early episodes, I truly do love everything he's struggling with. Mm-hmm. Um, ugh, I love everything about Gordon. Um, and I don't think there's anything this that Sam Rdine could have done to repair that relationship at this oh, no. point. Like, that's, that's a moot point.
1: Oh, um. That ship has sailed. Yeah.
0: I guess if I had to just, like, say, like, a point of the episode that was kind of, eh, for me, was all of the psychiatrist stuff. Um, I, I don't know, I feel like that could have all been used to better purpose. Yeah, yeah, I see that. I mean, you really didn't even need the actor. You could have just had all the shots on the actor playing, what was his name, Scott Carey? Yeah. And just had a voice in the background saying all these things. And then uh, shown the kid getting killed. And then have Sam and Ava breaking into the office later and getting the tapes. Like, you really didn't need a psychiatrist there at all. And I don't know, I felt that was such an interesting point to bring to the episode that it could have been played with a little more. Yeah. Does that make sense?
1: Yes, it does.
0: But I completely concur with uh, your... How did he escape the trip choir's point? And if they had fixed that, fixed the psychiatrist and taken out all the Croatoan references, (laughs) this could have been a perfect episode. (laughs) Fucking immune to demon virus. Fucking immune my ass.
1: Okay, okay. Well, what did you love? I loved Ellen being family. Sam Mm. going to her for help, their whole conversation changing... (sighs) Uh, Dean calling her non-stop, her telling him everything, even Dean going off on her and her being like, look here.
0: <laughs> I know, I loved Ellen so much to the point that I was getting mad at, like, how the boys were treating her. You know, like, they yeah. weren't giving... Like, she should have says, like, I have every reason to still be pissed at you and your whole family because for reasons I, like, I won't give all the details, but you basically, like, cut mine by a third, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and she was so close to, like, you know what, those are my own issues, and I freaked out over my daughter because she's doing way like I've left, it wasn't fair to you guys, and then there's still just, like, not giving her the same respect that she gave them, to the point that they accuse her of ratting on them when, yeah, no, that could have been a hate for me, but... It's not a hate because I find it very realistic.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I'm never going to be you mad at this show. The show. I'm never going to be mad at this show for making emotional choices that feel real. As much as they are painful or suck to experience or as much as the outside viewer, you could be like, oh, you should have just said this or you should have just known this. Like, no, I'm never going to be mad at them for that.
1: So is Ellen your
0: love too? No, actually. Um, Tell me, tell me. My love was the simplicity of this episode. I think this is the first episode where we don't really have a case or even a huge plot. It's just a lot of points in the plot that are slowly but surely coming together. And we're starting to see how they can intersect in interesting ways. Because when you think about it, really not a lot happens. Like... Dean and Sam had an argument, Sam went off to investigate something, didn't really get to finish investigating it because Dean got kidnapped, and then yeah. Sam rescued Dean, and the cops were called, and then his friend went missing. Like, there, there's no, like, one cohesive plot. But the way it was all done, it felt satisfying, it felt whole, it felt like... A regular, you know, Monster of the Week episode without there being, like you said, like, monster. there really wasn't a monster for us to name this week, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, and I, I loved the elegance of it, I would say. Yeah,
1: it was a really good episode.
0: It was a really good episode, I'm surprised. I didn't remember more about it. I guess because it's not, well, like I just said, it's not a Singular monster. You're like, oh, the Wendigo episode. Or you can't say, oh, it's the episode where the gates of hell open. You know, like, it's not a huge plot point. It is simply just the interim where they're like, okay, we it's can't It's the first do-
1: time Gordon hunted Sam. You know.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, is there a point where he captures Sam? Because I really thought it was going to be Sam that got captured. I forgot that Dean got captured. I'm pretty sure at several points in this series of our podcast, I have said when Sam gets captured, <laughs> yeah. it says Funky yeah. Town. <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't have a supernatural memory for supernatural. <laughs> well, let's see how much I remember about what's coming up next time on Sister's Talk of the Life. <laughs>
1: Talk Brothers we will be discussing Supernatural Episode 11 Playthings Sam and Dean visit the Pierpont Inn, a creepy old mansion turned failing hotel. They meet the owner Susan and her daughter Tyler who are packing to move after they sell the hotel. Tyler is playing with a little girl named Maggie. The brothers notice strange items around the hotel including an urn with a familiar pattern dolls with their heads backwards, and Susan's mother, who looks vacant and beyond terrified. When Susan finds them in her mother's room trying to talk to her, she throws them out and threatens to call the cops. This synopsis was brought to us by Drifa Balgett. It was corrected by Samantha Sharp on imdb.com. Thank you, IMDb. Thank you, IMDb. Oh,
0: I wonder what Samantha corrected. About- yeah, I'm curious too. Of our dear Drifa Balchet. Why did you choose this one? Because I like ones that
1: don't give away everything.
0: I mean, this seems like the first 20 minutes of the episode, but then nothing beyond that.
1: <laughs> yeah. The other one just gave too much away, is all.
0: Okay. Uh, I definitely know. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but this is the one where they are. Supposed to be an antiquing gay couple. <laughs> and, antiquing? <laughs> and Sam yes. gets his chance to save a child out of a pool of water. Yes, he does. So the boys are both one for one for saving kids of water. Um, there's something with the swing in the yard. and Yeah, a, it moves on its own. And an, mm-hmm. an imaginary friend, I think? Yes. Okay. I think I do yep, get this episode confused that's... with the Star Trek episode where there's an imaginary friend and also a garden.
1: Okay. I mean, there's but so yes, much... You remember it pretty well, because that's what I remember, too. I
0: mean, really, again if you look at it, the Venn diagram of Star Trek to Supernatural to Psych to Star <laughs> Trek, it's, it's so much overlap. It's uncanny. It's unfucking canny <laughs> Did you know... That the guy who plays Sean's dad, Henry, played Mm -hmm. a Q in Star Trek Next Gen?
1: No, I didn't. I didn't know that.
0: Well, now you know. Feel enlightened. Feel the warmth of my knowledge rest over your skin. That's nice. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Hannah, we've done talked the shit out of this episode. We had so much to say about Gordon Gordon than I think we ever had to say before. This is true. Yeah, it was a beautiful, beautiful, heartfelt, from the gut episode.
1: We really opened our hearts to him. And our minds. <laughs> our souls. In our minds.
0: I mean, you could say that we opened our sixth chakras and became almost clairvoyant towards one Mr. Gordon Walker. <laughs> Gordon. Gordon. <laughs> Well, Hannah, if I wanted to, Gordon, you, how would I do so? Uh, you could Gordon me
1: at Tumblr. That's Jailbreak Fiend or Everything Overlord.
0: It's oh, bon.
1: Instagram Jailbreak Fiend or back to Tumblr. You can reach the both of us at Sisters Talk Brothers. And Kindle, if anyone wanted to, Gordon, you, how would they do so?
0: They would Gordon. Me at Tumblr at Kindle Abroad, K I N D L E A B R O A D, or on the Instagram at Kindle, Kindle, Kindle. And you can also reach us on Jabale at Sister Stuff Brothers. And again, folks, we are sorry about the last week. We will endeavor to not be such fucktards going forward. But you have to understand, schedules, work, rest. We're not,
1: we're not professionals. We're, we're sisters.
0: Also, yeah, <laughs> with lives. We're just family, damn it. And sometimes family scrapes by. Just look at the Winchesters. How often are they on point? <laughs> how how many cases did they fail in their first season? Okay, this is just our first season. Oh my God, Hannah, can this we? Is second our season. Can we pledge to go through this show 15 times? <laughs> and this yes. is and this is our first season, okay? So we are bound to flub up our first season. It's it's natural, you might even say it's, it's super natural. natural.
1: I love you so hard. I love you so hard too. So, tune in next week for
0: More Monsters.
1: More brothers.
0: And more sisters. Gold! Gold! <laughs> Bye! Bye! <laughs>